Hello, everyone, and welcome to Third Eye with Lorelai. We are on the third season. It's incredible. Yoga is actually, the meaning is union. So it's a union of the body, mind, and spirit. It is spirituality. It wow. is. This is the lowest place in creation. This is where God wants to be known. Growth is growth, no matter how little it is. Oh, absolutely. All the shit that I thought I was is falling away, and every day it falls away, I feel better about life, and I'm able to beat me. Yoga doesn't want you to really forget about the emotion. They want you to move with the emotion. I've never thought of to do that, and I'm doing it right now, and my mind is kind of blown. Okay, so question for you all. Have you tried Reiki yet? And if you haven't, why? <laughs> no, but for reals, it if you haven't done Reiki yet, I highly suggest that you give it a try. Um, for me, the one person that I've been going to that has made a monumental difference in my vibration and my connection with my higher self and my guides has been Heather at um, Breath of Like Reiki. And if you haven't done it, I suggest going to her because she is phenomenal. <laughs> so if you haven't tried it, Go to Breath of Life Reiki 1111 at gmail.com. Send her a little message and get this, you guys. If you mention Lorelei, she will give you 25% off. Dude, that is amazing. So if you've been interested in Reiki and you've never done before or maybe you haven't been doing it or whatever, you want to do it again contact Heather at breathoflifereiki1111 at gmail.com or you can go to her IG because that's where everybody is these days. Also breathoflifereiki1111 and on Facebook, same thing, breathoflifereiki. And if you mention Lorelei, L-O-R-E-L-E-I, she will give you 25% off. So now you have no excuse. Go get you some Reiki, y'all, and tell them I sent you and you'll get a little bit of percentage off. All right. I love you guys check it out. Hello, everybody. This is Lorelai. And I'm here to make a very, very quick and short PSA just to let you know that um, the following week that I usually have a new episode air will be the 27th of November. And that is Thanksgiving in America. So there will not be an episode airing that day just because we will be doing our Thanksgiving thing. And if you are in America celebrating, happy Thanksgiving to you. And if not, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. And rest assured, there will be a brand new episode airing on December 11th. And until that day comes, I hope that you guys have a fantastic couple of weeks enjoying this beautiful fall weather, enjoying the change of season and the love and all the light. And I really hope that you you guys enjoy this episode that I had with RL Malpica. Okay, go ahead and talk to me, RL. Hey, how are you? How's your day been? It's been amazing. My day has been amazing. So. I used to use Skype a lot, and Skype would mess up on me so much. Uh, it was it was a struggle. Struggle bus. I'm, I'm really digging your nose ring too. It's it's, it's dope. Right? You like that? Yeah, it's, it's I, yeah. You know what's funny is I got this when I was like in my 30s. You know, I oh, thought wow, this okay. was going to be one of those things that like you get when you're like your teenage years, like 
like the rebellious phase, but like <laughs> right. maybe I just hit that late in life. But I was like, oh no, I'm gonna get that's that's nose ring happening time. Like I'm <laughs> in, in my thirties. <laughs> Whatever. Nice. Here we are. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Third Eye with Lorelai. I am Lorelai, and today I have the honor of interviewing an exceptional empath and light worker, somebody who's been doing this light work for a very long time and has really found himself in many, many ways, and I'm so excited to be talking to him today. So I'm going to be talking to Mr. RL today, and I'm so excited that we got to hook up on podmatch.com. and. Yes. Let's talk, RL. How are you? I'm excited. Oh, I'm doing. I'm doing amazing. How are you doing? I am doing so well. I'm so happy that you're here today. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'm happy to be here. So, so RL, where did all of this begin for you? Like, where did you find yourself like going into the spiritual awakening thing and and all the things? You know, it's it's crazy because everybody has their own journey that they're on, and um, you know, for me. I was always, you know, taking it all the way back to childhood. Like I was always kind of like a loner, you know what I mean? Uh, always in my head, always thinking, always thinking differently than everybody, but it really didn't click till roughly about five years ago. Actually five, yeah, about four or five years ago mm -hmm. when um, I kind of battled with spirituality versus religion. Mm. Um, and I was kind of brought up in the, the whole Christian influence and um, and you know, I'm sure you're familiar with, you know, a lot of times you don't ask questions, mm -hmm. you know, when you're, when you're growing up that way. And I started asking those questions and I kind of went on my own path to find the answers to those questions. And uh, two, two main things really, really pushed me over the edge. You know, the first one was a good friend of mine. In fact, uh, uh, my co-host on my podcast, Deshaun. You know, he would just kind of point me in these directions and, and, and just show me this different information that I'd never seen before. Mm. And I started really falling deep into it, reading different books here and here and there. And it all started to click for me. Like, why am I pigeonholing myself in this one sect of, of you know, um, spirituality per se, when there's a whole world out there. And the second was my daughter. Mm. Um, my daughter actually, came out with her sexuality that she was a lesbian. Oh, I love and, that. And anyone who knows Christian doctrine will tell you, well, that's wrong. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I had all that, you know, nothing happened. You know, there's no such thing as a coincidence. Mm -hmm. Everything happens for a reason. And it just, with those two things happening simultaneously, basically, it, it really pushed me over the edge to really get in touch with myself internally and my own personal spirituality. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really where my journey kind of kind of took off, and, and I just became hung, hungry to learn, um, and with such an open mind, and that kind of turned into the podcast, which mm. kind of turned into some other content, this, that, and the other. Long story short, that's why I'm here right now. So yes. spreading spreading that message out to everybody else. I love that. I love it. So you and you and you said your your partner's name is Deshaun, your your co-host partner. Yes. Um, yes. So you two, how did you find Deshaun? We've been friends since 99. 
1999. We actually went to school together, high school, I'm sorry, high school, (laughs) college. Um, And we've been friends ever since. We just, personalities clicked. Um, And he's always been a deep thinker, Mm. um, you know, old soul type of person. And we just, you know, now we just, we're almost like each other's therapy in a way, Mm. because even though we think alike, there's a lot of differences between us as well. Yeah. So we help each other in those, in the voids that we have in life. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I love that. The voids yeah. that we have in life. You know, because in general, uh, in general, I feel like a lot of people are really freaked out about those voids, those, those periods of unknown, those periods of blank space that seem like, oh shit, now what? You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> but exactly. in actuality, that is where creation occurs, right? That is where, you know, I talk about this a lot and I'm sure a lot of my listeners may be a little bit tired of it, but you know, I'm a woman. This is where a lot of this comes from is this womb space, you know, and it's not just for females. Like that is also a a masculine energetic, like draw, you know what I mean? Because they create their energy very differently, but to Mm -hmm. be in that womb space, that seat of darkness where you don't really know what's coming or going or how things are happening, but you know that there's something happening, but you just have to be still and be in it. That's, that's deep. And I love that there are multiple places to be in life with that. That's a, it's tough. (laughs) (laughs) It is, it is, but it's beautiful at the same time. Yes. So, um, where where do you find was your toughest womb space, like your void space for you in this journey? Um, honestly, it's been nothing internally. It's always been externally, um, which uh, one of the things I profess is that, you know, never allow external factors to impact your life, you know, because everything is within, you know, mm. that's what you can control. Um, but for me, yeah, it was excellent. Like the people I, I was around, um, even family, mm-hmm. um, it's tough for me sometimes to hold a, a conversation with family just because they're so conditioned in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And me, I'm a free thinker. I'm a true seeker. I, I ask questions. I, I, I want to know definitives. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so that's been the toughest thing because you grow up, you know, however many years, your, your biggest influence is usually your parents. Yes. You know, or the people, the, the people around you. And all of a sudden now you're on a different path mm-hmm. and they're still on the same path and they don't want to hear about your path mm-hmm. because they're so conditioned mm-hmm. that it causes, you know, it causes some friction within your everyday life. Yes. You know, whether it be, you know, your family or your job or even your relationship, yes. you know. So that's that's been the toughest for me is is um, kind of like the, the my circle. Per se, my circle has shrunk tremendously, which will happen when you're going through, when you're on the path to enlightenment and when you're on, uh, when when you're going through an awakening, it's just par for the course. Yes. And, you know, for those that are going through that right now, that are noticing that their network of support, if you will, is starting to shrink. Um, what, what would be a good thing for you to tell them as they're going through that instead of like, cause I feel like a lot of people go through like a grief episode of grief because they're like I'm losing things but it you know I'm wondering what what was your perspective on that when you started noticing that that was happening um you know you look at the positive side of it right Mm -hmm. like you're gonna lose people but you're gonna gain people Mm -hmm. and ultimately 
yes, your circle may get smaller, but it's quality over quantity. Mm. And um, one of my biggest things is to remove all toxicity from your life. Yeah. Right. So and that includes people. Mm. So while you may be removing that transition might be tough at the same time, you're you know, continually understanding your own inner worth mm. and, and going deeper and deeper within your own self. And as you get deeper and deeper with your own self, you realize that you don't need those individuals anymore. Mm. That truthfully, all you truly need is yourself. Mm. I mean, the, the word lonely, you know, being lonely is subjective mm. because for instance, when I'm alone, like say, you know, I'm, I can go, I can go a couple of weeks with just literally being with myself you know, I, I see that is, is like happy time, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, time, more time to meditate, more time to read, more time to, to get more in touch with myself and, you know, and those things of that nature. Whereas a lot of other people are conditioned to think, well, I need other people to bring happiness to my life. Mm-hmm. No, you, you're, you look through happiness through yourself mm-hmm. and then others just can accentuate that. Yeah. So that's, that, that would be my advice to, to, to anybody else. Yes. To allow allow yourself to let go essentially yes yeah because yes. no. i feel like it might, that, it might hurt at first but the long and it's all about the end game it's all about the macro not the micro yes absolutely and you know a lot of times they feel like because you know when that was happening with me um it's, it's it's funny though i'm i'm kind of a weird person and i mean we're all a little bit weird in a sense but for me i can tend to be like just out in space i mean maybe that's just due to my zodiacs i'm a pisces and so i i, I tend to be very like in my head and i'm always kind of in my imagination and sort of floating above the air and so a lot of times when when things are happening unless it's like pretty in my face a lot of times I am not paying much attention and so people tend to fall off and I'm like oh shit what happened to them (laughs) (laughs) you know and I'm like oh no I mean not to say that you know some people like I, I don't notice when people disappear from my life but like I do only notice later if they weren't like really needing to be there later on I'm like oh I guess they just kind of they kind of fell off, you know what I mean? But yes. there are some that um, that fall away that do hurt. And it's it's it can be a struggle. It can be something that you felt like, I thought this was going to be like a real, especially if they're spiritual, like that's even yeah. more tough because like, you know, um, God, I had this, this like group of women that I was associated with when I first started this whole right. path for me. And... Um, you know, it was, it, it felt really, really good. I felt like I finally found like my niche people and I found people like women that were like-minded and like, it just went to crap for like over something really silly. And it was just kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, like it, it got like kind of catty and weird. And like, I just kind of like, I remember sitting down with one of them and she was like, well, maybe it'd be a good idea if you just took a break. And I'm like, you know, you're right. I, I think I, I think I'm gonna. I'm going to like take a break and you guys, you guys do whatever you need to do. Like I want you guys to prosper and move in the direction that you want to move in. And I'm going to do the same, but I'm going to, I'm going to do it the way that I feel is good for me, you know? And she's like, oh, okay. I wasn't expecting you to be so like, like grown up about that. And I'm like, (laughs) I mean, what was the cause? Oh God. Um, so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> going into too much detail it was like um 
so I had like gotten really close with one of the the women in that group and I was like she she had just come out of the military and she had gotten into like some very serious like issues in the military in the in regards where there was like you know they're they're going through like lawsuits and stuff like that like she was being harassed mm-hmm. and like you know I I had been like checking in with her and like seeing how she was doing and they felt like that was kind of like overstepping and it was it was very strange and weird mm-hmm. and I kind of felt like you know, I mean, it, it is what it is. I don't, yeah. I didn't really know what I was doing. Like, I was just kind of like, hey, how are you doing? Like, just wanted to see how you are today. But like, I think maybe she was in the trenches of it. And so it felt weird. But like, it just kind of got overinflated into this, like, well, Laura's just like crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Laura, like, why she's just like, she's talking too much to her. And lo- it, you see what I mean? It just got really catty and weird. But of course, mm-hmm. that was like a few years ago. And, it, you know, I don't know. It was just very strange. And so, you know, when I when I sit back and I look at the situation, it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, I, I see that this was a really tough situation for her. And so maybe she felt like, you know, I was being too much because she didn't need someone to be like right in her space all the time because that's what I'm used to. I'm used to being there for somebody when they're going through something really hard. But she was like, I need space. But she never really said the words. And so I'm just kind of like in this space of not really knowing what it is that she needed. And so it was like I, I kept getting like, more distance but no communication and so it was like well what do I do with that you know what I mean what do I do with the non-communication portion of it so I would keep trying to communicate even though she's trying to pull away and so then I just like kind of gave up and I talked to one of the other women about it and she's like okay well let's let's talk about that and then she told me she was like it's just too much you keep getting like I'm like oh okay well, wow. now I know. Like, I, it was like, it was one of those things where finally somebody tells you what the hell is happening. And you're like, uh-huh. oh, like, instead of like feeling angry or, or really hurt about it, it was just like, finally, somebody kind of like told me what's going on. So I don't feel like, you know, they're pushing away, but I don't really understand why. Can I know what's happening here? Um, so yeah, that, that was that was a big thing for me, but that was also a big thing for me to realize this is where I can do things on my own and I don't need people in my space to show me how to be myself, you know? Yeah, you know, I think um, also what happens a lot is you're just at a different level mm. than them. Um, and everything is frequencies, right? So Mm -hmm. sometimes you're just operating at a different frequency than they, than they are. Yeah. And at some point, you know, y'all may, you guys might meet up again and and things may be different, but I see that a lot, you know, especially with, with people that are on, on their journey and are going through a semi awakening or something like that. Um, or they think they're at a certain spot, but then something like what you went through happens and all of a sudden you realize, okay, they've got some growing to do in a lot of areas. Me, I'm on a, I'm somewhere else. Maybe it's not time for us to co-mingle in that aspect yet. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And actually, it's funny you mentioned that because I did end up like, you know, that, that girl came back and was like, oh, I... That was not how I felt. I'm really sorry. I just, you know, and and so we were fine yes. after that, you know. And right, I, I mean, right. I, it was it was it was fine. I mean, granted, we're not like, 
you know, super, super duper close or anything, but that's also, that's also fine because I'm still doing what makes me, me, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not, um, you know, shifting course just because, oh, now I have this person. So now I have to like do all the things that she likes to do or, or he likes to do just so that way I can be in their space a little bit more safely. Actually, it was funny. I was talking about this with my brother-in-law today because I have I have an autistic child. I have, I have two daughters. Um, one of them is five and she has autism. And uh, it's funny. One of the things that um, girls with autism do is they do this thing called masking. Okay. And um, it's, a, it's a way to adapt to what's happening. And so they'll try and like sort of in a way behave like the people in their group. And um, in order for them to not really show what's happening on the inside in a way, Mm -hmm. um, boys generally don't do a whole whole lot of masking, but girls do. And so um, I'm interested to see because my my niece is also, we were talking about this because my niece is also autistic. And so it's funny Mm -hmm. that the girls in our family, the firstborn girls all have autism. And I think that we should be in genetic studies like so but um but yeah my niece is doing that and so we were talking about like that and I thought about that and I'm like how many of us actually do that who are like neurotypical that adapt to what's happening around us and how many times have we stopped and like introspected in that moment instead of being like okay, I'm adapting so that I can be comfortable in this environment, but is this environment comfortable to me? You know? Exactly, yep. <laughs> That's very interesting. They should do a study on it. <laughs> I know. My yeah. family is very strange. <laughs> but that's okay. So um, tell me more about with your daughter and her. Is it okay if we talk about her coming of out course. situation yeah, and yeah. all that? Yeah, because I, I absolutely love that. I think that's absolutely beautiful, especially with people really owning their truth. And that's a yes. big one. That's a big truth to own and step into, you know? Yeah, especially in today's society. And, um, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a major moment. You know, because I'm, you know, she's my first, you know, she's my oldest daughter. Um, I had her when I was 17. Well, I didn't have her, but you know what I mean? No, it's okay. (laughs) Uh, You can share that ownership. That's fine. That's okay. Right, 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 right. (laughs) Um, And, you know, she, it's funny because I actually thought she was smoking weed. Like, this is how the story starts. Like, I thought she was smoking weed because, I'm sorry, I thought she was doing drugs because I got some information from someone. So I asked her about it. Long story short, um, I was basically just, you know, being a dad, trying to figure out what was going on with her. She said she had dealt with some depression a little bit. Mm. And I remember asking her, have you ever had suicidal thoughts? And she said, yeah. And that was like heartbreaking for a dad, you know, especially when you don't know, because that means she was one step away from ending her life. And I would have never known why, I would have never known anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember talking to my wife and, a- and I asked her, and I, and I told her about everything and my wife is not her mother. Um, and I remember she brought up, she said, well, do you think maybe she's a lesbian or bisexual or something? No. And it never ever crossed my mind. Like, I'm like, Mr. Naive Dad, don't even look at her kids, sex, you know, sexual preference or anything like that. Right. And I was like, 
I don't know. So I talked to her mother about it. So her mother just flat out asked her and she admitted it. She said, yes, I am. And, you know, it wasn't like a, I don't know, it wasn't like a super shock or anything to me. And I didn't feel any kind of way about it. It was just like, oh, okay. Cool. And I started, yeah, exactly. And then all of a sudden I just started thinking like of all the times we've talked about that and, you know, being so deep in the Christian religion as I was, I know I said some dumb shit. Mm. Like I know I did. Mm. And, you know, things start popping in my head. I know I said this, this time in front of her, this time. So who knows what type of conditioning I put on her, Mm. you know, that made this so hard for her and, um, the influence I had on possibly her being depressed and possibly ending her own life. And that put me through kind of like an emotional spiral. Um, But at the same time, it let me know, it was like, look, you're conditioned, man. Like all this, everybody's conditioned, but like you have to take a look at yourself and this is your wake up call. Like, look, not everything is what it seems. You don't know everything that's going on. You don't know everything in general. You need to look at your life, look at you, and and build from there so for her to do that and then from that moment you could tell like a weight was lifted off her shoulders and she prospered and she's she's just doing amazing in her life you know she has her own business and Mm. i could not be more proud as a dad from that moment so anybody out there i just implore you don't fuck i can cuss on here right yeah that's fine Uh, okay (laughs) (laughs) fuck society fuck what society is telling you you know fuck what doctrine is telling you all that bullshit that truly doesn't matter um, you know what I'm saying? Be yourself, be your own authentic self, speak in your own authentic voice mm. and, you know, happiness will be there. Yes. Yes. I think that that is how you pull happiness to you is by completely in, entrenching yourself in your own truth instead of putting on the facade of what mm. society tells you or what dogma tells you. You know, and I've been I've been kind of diving deep into that a lot with this this third I'm in my my third season of the podcast, and um, that was the opening. Congratulations, Bob. Oh, thank you, dear. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the the first episode was all about uh, finding your truth and living in that and understanding what that means for you and yourself by asking hard questions for yourself and not being afraid to do that. And a lot of times people are too scared. Like I'm sure your daughter was terrified to own that truth about herself just because of what she understood about the, the, the dogma associated with the religion that her, I imagine it was both her mother and you both had the, maybe the same religion. Am I, am I making an assumption there? Or no, is it just, no, no, you do. And her, her mother is still a part of that religion, but my daughter is smart enough now um, to, to kind of see where the truth is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And <clears> you know, and that's, that's a, a really tough thing because I feel like religions in itself have a lot of story behind it. That's how, for me, that's, that is like, like parables and different things. There is a story with it in which comes lessons for us to pay attention to and to utilize in our own lives for a purpose. 
And then, you know, I feel like with religion and dogma, it is now created into this business of keeping people afraid so that tithes come in and people are controlled. So that way you don't have people going this way or that way with their thoughts. They're still in this nice little neat container. So that way they continue to give money and give their attention to the church. So that way the church continues to grow in their business and they don't have to pay taxes and all the things. And it, it, it goes, oh, yes. I see you very clearly, my friend, because I, <laughs> yeah. I see your wounds because here, they, here are mine. They are the same in, in some respect, you know, because it was, it was a very similar thing for me with religion telling me that I cannot do this or that, especially as a woman. Like, I feel like there's a lot of restriction and boundaries placed on women when it comes to religion. Oh, and, yeah. you know, that that kind of goes into a lot of different religions, but I can only speak to Christianity because that's the one that I was raised into. And so... And knowing that, you know, my place is to, you know, propagate the race and to be the, you know, be a meek, um, like, subjugate of my, my husband. You know, I, I am to be the one that raises my children to keep the house. You know, it's funny. There's a, a parable that I got from a family member. It was, like, on a really pretty little thing. And it was it's a very pretty picture, but it said... Um, the house, the home rests upon the shoulders of the woman. And I was kind of like, oh, how do I feel about that? Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't I don't mean to lean into my feminism so much, but I can't really help it. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. You know, I, mean, I think. Yeah. No, nah, but I think there's a balance there because like just because I mean, look, there's it's not a it's not a secret that men are physically more dominant than women. That doesn't mean that all men are more physical than women. And it's also not a secret that women are more nurturing um, than men, mm -hmm. right? That's just your energy. That's just by nature. So, I, I mean, that's why it is a tough one to decipher. Um, I, I, I don't see anything wrong necessarily with with that statement. Now, when it comes to religion and, and what's in the book, the chauvinism is extreme. Mm -hmm. um, I don't I don't follow any of the that, that male dominant. I, I just don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't believe in in, a, in the way they treat women in in the Bible or a lot of the other books at all. I really don't. Um, but it was put in there for a reason, right. because man ruled at that time, mm. and it was it was built it was put in there to control. Um, it was put in there to to kind of lay the law of the land, and it was also put in there to instill fear, like you talked about, because mm. there's fear and there's authority, and they 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 profess both of them. I just use the Bible for instance. They profess both of them in there. Mm. They want to make you scared and they want you to respect authority because if you're scared and you don't ask questions and you just take what's given to you, then they know that nothing will ever change mm. because there's more of us than them. Right. You know, the powers or whatever you want to call them, the, mm. the, the elites, the 1% or whatever the case might be. Mm -hmm. There's more of us than them. Like we can take it over if we wanted to, mm -hmm. but we're fearful mm -hmm. and 
we have this conditioning to think that they are the authority. Right. When they're not, they're no different than me or you. Yeah. Because when you give the people the allowance to think, that's when you start to see them fall away from those boundaries. They start to supersede the ceilings that the, you know, that the powers that be have placed because once the people begin to think and they begin to grow in their thought processes and their critical thinking skills, then they realize I don't have to pay tithes to the church. I, I can love whoever I want to love. I can go to work and be a woman and I can bear children if I want to. I don't have to. Or, yeah, I mean, it, why not? Why not? You know, (laughs) it is the it is that is one thing that I really do believe in a sense where this free will is because um, and a lot of people don't I mean, they kind of cherry pick where it's okay and where it's not okay. The free will, you know what I mean? It's like it's okay here, but not so much here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you can you can choose what you want here. But if you try and go beyond the boundaries and like do a little, then then that's that's not cool. And it's like, well, free will is free will. To think and to act in the way that you need to to express yourself, that is free will. Now, granted, don't be hurting people. Like, yeah, of course. I mean, there's always that. I mean, freedom in itself is boundless. You know what I mean? That's kind of like the essence of the word freedom. Yes, is to not have any bounds. So. Yes. And then you throw politics in it to where when you were talking about that, that's the first thing that popped into my head because you have people that, oh, yeah, it's okay if you do this, but don't do that. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Yes. You know? and, which, you know, <laughs> politics is just a, a, a system created to divide us anyway. Yes. Yes. And it, I'm it's just I, I also feel like there's a shift <clears throat> happening in the world right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like there is this there is this growing energetic that's happening where there's been a lot of I, I a lot of young based energy, the the masculine energetic where people have like three jobs and are doing like X, Y and Z on their spare time and, you know, raising a family. And oh, yeah, don't forget to go to the gym and make sure that you're eating only you know, rice and and chicken and broccoli and nothing else. <laughs> And then, and also get at least seven hours of sleep. You have to get your sleep. Yeah. It's like there's so much stuff that we forget how to be ourselves. We forget what really sparks passion within us. You know, yeah. we have this exorbitant to-do list and we forget what what animates RL. What makes RL light up? What makes Lorelai who she is? You know what I mean? What makes her sure. want to do this life? What do we come here for? So yeah, that's by design. That's all by design. They want to detach us from our from our our goal. And I mean, look, look, wherever you come out on it, I mean, the goal should be to reach your highest self, yes. right? To be the best possible Lorelai you could be, yes. right? To, to live in your passion, to, 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 to share your gift to the world. I mean, that's who you are. Yes. That's what makes you unique from every other person. Yes. And they've created these systems with all by design. This isn't by coincidence, this is all by design to detach us from that spirituality, to detach us from our higher self. 
Yes. And isn't that funny? Because it's supposed to be a system to be maintain your spiritualism. And it's funny because a lot of the things in Christianity, in a way, is like worship, for example. Oh. I literally would go to church just for the worship. And then I'd be like, I'm good. I'm going to go now. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. that was part of my where I felt like my purpose was when I went to church. I would want to go. I would want to lead youth worship. That was my main thing. I wanted to get up there. I wanted to sing my heart out in front of everybody and like get everybody into the spirit, like the Holy Spirit or whatever. Yeah. And it was like a huge thing for me. But and it, isn't that like I feel like a way for us to connect is through music you know, even in just without the dogma, without the religious, you know, yeah. facade, it is a beautiful to use your body and your 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 voice to connect with the divine source. Yeah, is I mean, do you, have you heard of syncretism before? No, please. Okay, so syncretism is basically kind of like the connecting of of all religions. Like they're all connected in some way. They all speak about a lot of the same things. They all do a lot of the same things. Mm. Um, even though they have different details put in and, and whatnot after man kind of took it over and used it to their own benefit, basically. Mm. But the reason I say that is because I think you're exactly right. And I talk about it all the time. Like when I would go to church, I would get this amazing feeling when we would all sing mm. or when we would all pray at the same time. Mm. It wasn't what we were singing. It wasn't who we were praying to. It was the fact that you had a group of people, the congregation, all together, connected energetically with the same intent. Mm. That's all it is. That's why if you do group meditations, you're all con you're you're all energetically connected. You're on that same frequency with this with a similar intent. Like that's what it is. That's that's what this whole thing is. So it doesn't matter if you're. Christian or Muslim or, or, or Jew or whatever, Taoism, you know, you take it everywhere you want to go. Ultimately, they have the same foundation. There's just been a lot of bullshit put around it. And, and obviously with tools to control and whatnot. Right. But at the end of the day, it's about energy. At the end of the day, you strip it all the way down. It's about energy and connecting to the highest, to the to divine source, the, the highest source, God, gods, goddesses, whatever the case may be, yeah. you know, the universe, whatever. Yes, it's all, all about connection. It's all about so, connection. I mean, is 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 a is a prayer any different than like trying to manifest something? Mm. I mean, I mean, in a way, I mean, one, you're 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 looking outward in a way instead of inward, but it's the same concept. Yes, you feel what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, I feel like I feel like prayer is more <laughs> it's funny um i feel like prayer is a way to it is it is a request you know in a sense you know what i mean it and sometimes it's it, it looks different for other people because i feel like everybody prays in their own very specific way they have their own rhetoric and then sometimes utilize their body differently I feel like I pray my best, I meditate my best when I am moving my body. So doing yoga, running, yeah. walking, those are the ways that I feel like I'm able to concentrate better. 
you know, maybe that's just because, you know, I've got like 8,000 things that pass through my brain. And if I'm sitting still, it's like my brain's time to like kind of turn on hyperdrive. Right. <laughs> so moving my body helps me to organize that thought process a little bit better. But for other people, that looks very different. And that prayer, that request is and it helps you connect to the universe in a very specific way that is yours alone. Yes. And that request is almost amplified because you're doing what feels good in your body through the way that you pray. Mm-hmm. And, and it's the and it's the belief. Like when you pray for something, you have the belief that you know what it's out of my hands mm-hmm. and it's going to be taken care of. However, maybe it might not be the result you're looking for, but you have that quote unquote faith or belief that it's going to be taken care of as needed. Yeah. So it's no different than, you know, meditating with intent or trying to manifest something because you still have that same belief. And that's what it comes down to, because if you pray and you don't believe or you meditate and you don't believe or you try to manifest something and you don't believe it, then it's not going to happen because you yourself, you have the power. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what I profess. Um, you internally have the power and people don't realize the power that they actually have mm-hmm. because we've been conditioned to think we have no power at all. Yeah. You know, we're just here to, to grow, live our lives, be of service to society and die. Right. I mean, that's that's kind of what society has made us feel like. Yeah. But we have power like we have immense power. We have unlimited power. We have boundless power. Because yes. we're energetic. You know what I'm saying? We are energy. That's what we are. We're energy. So mm-hmm. energy doesn't have bounds. So how do we have bounds? Exactly. You know, one thing I find really interesting, because my husband is a, um, he's an astrophysicist. Oh, and wow. And there's, I know. That's, those conversations are intense. Oh. <laughs> it gets, I'd love to talk to him, too. He's, he's a pretty fantastic human being. And, you know, awesome. the fact that he's also spiritual is just like, yeah. oh, my God. But... I have learned so much in just sitting down and listening to how science and spirituality have this incredibly romantic connection in the sense where it's like, you know, like, for instance, my one of my favorite quotes of all time is by Carl Sagan. And he said, we are a way for the cosmos to know itself. And how beautiful is that? Because as as organisms, as seemingly insignificant as we are, to have this connection with this ever expanding, I mean, boundless universe, to know that we're a way to understand it better is to look at ourselves. And that is like, that is something that gets me choked up and emotional. Because I think, you know, in the grand scheme of things, like who is Lorelei or who is RL? I mean, we're just one person on a rock of billions, but yet we have a very specific purpose. You alone have your own very specific purpose. And to look and introvert and introspect yourself is a way for you to understand the universe better at large. And even just like the simplest things as like our neural network looks like how the if you went out of the universe and its entirety and looked at it on like lit up, it looks like the neural network of a brain or nebulas, which are star nurseries look like like some of them look like our irises from our eyes. 
it is the it is it is so interesting how the things the little the tiniest things of who we are reflect and mirror the things that are gigantic in the universe my favorite quote says um as above so below oh and you just so. got to my wiccan heritage which went ah! <laughs> there you go. Yes. Yes, because yeah, I mean, we are we're a product of the stars. We are we are a product of the universe, and we are the universe. Mm-hmm. You know, we are we're not separate from the universe. Yes. We're not separate from you know the luminaries and and everything that's above us. We are that. You know, we are made of that. Um, and the more we understand that, and the more we dive deeper into that, the more we realize what this is all about. Yeah, we're like me and you. We are we are separate beings but we're connected. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. We're interconnected. We're all interconnected. That's why, that's why I can say, that's why I know everything that I do doesn't just affect me and those around me it affects the entire universe because mm-hmm. the universe itself has its own frequency. Mm-hmm. So if I operate at a low frequency, if I operate and, 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 and do things uh, that aren't for the benefit of humanity, people in Russia, people in China, people in Australia, they might not directly know what's going on, but they are incrementally affected by that. Mm-hmm. So we are all connected. Yes. And, and we just, we need to realize that as a, as a human race uh, and be more humanitarian versus worrying about what country we live in and having nationalism and, and, and um, pol- uh, you know, being political and all that other bullshit that was created just to disconnect us. us from, yeah. Yeah. Because really, at the end of the day, you know, it does take a village to, you know, to get get the things done, to be, you know what I mean? Um, And even if we think differently, we have to figure out a way to be together on this earth for the time that we're here. Mm -hmm. Um, And that can be so, so hard. You know what I mean? And I actually just had a conversation with a really great guy who... um, was uh what was he he was talking about sometimes i get on a train and then it just goes (laughs) (laughs) you're talking about something it was a great conversation it was it was it was a great conversation (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah it was you just oh i remember so what it was we were we were talking about how our the way we think with with other people can be seemingly completely different but then you also look at those people who are completely the opposite. And even though you may not agree with anything that they say, there's a lesson there that you can learn sure. from those people. Now, granted, for me, a lot of the times I'm like, I got to be very like, you know, there's I got to look a little harder with some of them. But for the most part, there's passion and there's resilience that comes with some people's stances on things that may be opposite of what yours are. And even in that energy, you Mm -hmm. know, um, there's that protection that you put in place because you obviously don't want to take on anybody else's negative bullshit. But at the same time, like you're seeing this fire and this tenacity and it's like, damn, like maybe that's what I need to have to be more like, you know, outward or whatever so that people understand me more or people feel me more or just to have that passion to to do this thing that we're meant to be doing here you know yeah i mean i've had i've you know with my podcast i've had so many people on there that that i didn't necessarily line up with their 
their thought process or their idealism and, and stuff like that. Um, but I've always learned something from them or tried to learn something from them. But ultimately what, I, what I've learned most is that even when I try to profess what I, you know, put my energy in or try to have, you know, teach people to look at something a certain way and try to explain, you know, what true enlightenment is, enlightenment, uh, enlightenment is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I realized that, yeah, you may get pushback up front. You may get somebody who's stone faced and just is completely closed minded at the moment. But you'll be shocked to see how those eggs of knowledge and those deposits that you're putting in will pay off down the line. Because I've had countless numbers of individuals reach out to me and tell me how they've had a change of heart and how they started looking at something differently, even though they resisted 100% up front. Mm. But just by saying it, just by putting that energy out there, it does what it's supposed to do. Yeah. It might not do it in the way you think it should. You know, it'd be great if I if we can get on here and everybody's like, oh man, they know exactly what they're talking about. It spreads out to millions of people, and you know, we we ride off in the sunset as you know the next uh, you know Joe Rogan and whatever whoever the hell you know <laughs> on Spotify and signing thirty million dollar deals and all that good shit. Yeah. But our journey is our journey, and yes. and ultimately, um, you might not think you're having an impact with certain people, but you really are. Yeah. And so the closed minded or, or some someone on a specific stance, you take that information, you put it in your, your database. So now the next time you talk about it, you have your own viewpoint and you can also understand the other viewpoint. You might not agree with it, right. but it's still in your database. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You know, and a lot of times we operate from a place of resistance when we're meeting up with resistance. You know, when you meet somebody, yeah. you start talking and you realize that there is an opposing viewpoint and, you know, you're starting to feel that resistance, you know, because you don't agree with what they're standing for and they don't agree what you're standing for. But the bigger thing and the harder thing is for you to, instead of putting up that wall saying, hey, we're not going to agree on this, it's operating from a different energetic, operating from an energetic of love, of unconditional love. And that's where that's where it can get really tricky for empaths, because a lot of times we want to meet with the vibration of where we're at, of who we're with, you know, and even take on that energetic, especially if we're coming Mm -hmm. from a healing space. So what's tricky for us is to recognize when that happens and to not resist any longer, as opposed to like not necessarily taking on that energy, but not meeting the resistance with more resistance, but instead say, Hey, I see that you're really passionate about that. And I really love you for that. Like genuinely. And I see that you're doing the best that you can for your life because you have an incredible story. Like imagine that rhetoric instead of like, I don't think anything that you are saying right now is right. It sounds dumb and I don't agree with you. It's like right. having that space of openness and being like, even though you know in your brain, oop, I'm not going to agree with anything that this person is saying. Instead of that, you're saying, hey, no matter what, I, I still I still am here and I love you. Sure. That's free. Sure. I mean, I love that. I love that. <laughs> that's, that's deep. I mean, you talk about being an empath. I'm an empath and a Libra. So Ooh. I'm like the ultimate people pleaser. You know what I mean? Yes. Always, you know, you know, kind of ride ride the middle of the wave type thing. And 
for me, um, I had a tendency to always get defensive, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Meet me with resistance, like you talked about. And um, I just, you know, over the years and on my journey, I've realized that, look, every conversation is a, le- is a learning opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I'm a great listener. Like that's one of my, that's one of my attributes that yeah. I can proudly say I'm really good at. I'm good at listening. Mm-hmm. So I'll give anybody their opportunity. Tell them, I don't care what it is. You know, we can debate on that the sky's blue. Okay, let's talk about it. Let me hear what you got to say. Mm-hmm. Okay. And like I said, just absorb it, absorb it, absorb it. And like you said, you know, re, you know, your retort back is to, you know, in, in a positive manner, you know, thank you for that. I didn't know that. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Yes. I see it a little different. But I respect what you're saying, man. If we could operate, we could operate like that. First of all, politics would be dead, but right. uh, which is a good thing. Um, <laughs> but but I mean, the world would be a better place because then we would we'd have respect. Mm-hmm. It's not always about who's right or who's wrong. You know what I mean? Because that person thinks they're right, and you think you're right. Right. So who's to tell who's right or wrong? Yeah, because we don't know where their story is. And that's, right. that's the thing, like you, there could be a very specific reason as to why people, I mean, there, that, that is, that is for sure that there's a very specific reason why people behave the way that they do, because there's trauma and there's nurturing and there's things that have happened to shape them into this way. And people are notorious for operating in patterns. And so, and that's, that's just how the world works really is, Mm -hmm. is, is all in patterns. And so it is very natural for us to perseverate the things that we are used to, you know, and operate from that space of being used to and being in the position of spiritual empath and light worker and, and, and operating from a different perspective, a higher perspective is to break those cycles and that can be really hard. And so, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people aren't used to when you meet somebody that is, you know, from a higher perspective or a higher mind saying, like, I'm I'm not going to meet you where you're at, but I'm going to love you unconditionally regardless. Yes. And that is like where the Christ consciousness comes in that I genuinely love because I love what Christ stood for because right. If we really dissect and looked in, look into who Christ actually is, and especially even if it's just from the perspective of the Bible, from that, right. he was a guy that only really wanted to hang out with the non-religious people that everybody else ignored, that they thought were the, that everybody else deemed as was unworthy, unclean, and were like the lowest. And he was like, those are the people that I'm going to go to. And right now, it just seems like, you know, it is it is, it is a continuous perseveration because we're not looking at Christ in the perspective that I feel like we should be looking at him because he mm-hmm. was a big fucking rebel. <laughs> he was. Right. He went and tore shit up. Remember that one? Pe- I can't remember what part it was in the Bible, but he went into like some sort of market in front of the, the church and just like tore everything up in like a rage and just yeah. like threw a temper tantrum. And it was just like, I think it was just because people were like forgetting their divine connection. They were forgetting where they came from and it just pissed him off. And I'm like, where is where is that like righteous higher mind 
where we're just like, I, I need to connect with, with what is real here. I don't need to like go and like continue to go to church and listen to what these people are telling me to stay controlled. Sometimes you just need to be out of control and allow yourself to be who you are. Yes. You know? Yes. 100%. 100%. Yeah. (laughs) Authenticity. It's all about being your authentic self. Yes. Um, You know, and and that's where I, I like to use the term high frequency shit. Because when we operate, you know, from our heart chakra up, mm. we are operating, you know, from from a foundation of love. That's your heart chakra, right? Mm-hmm. You're speaking in your authentic voice. You're connecting spiritually and you're also connected to, to your higher self. Mm. So, unfortunately, society makes a, you know, almost puts us in a place where we feel like we have to operate with our lower frequencies. Yeah. You know, our fears, our worries, our shames things of that nature, the ridicule, judgment. Um, I know we've been talking about quotes. My all-time favorite quote is, the highest form of intelligence is to observe without judgment. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's a deep. I mean, that's that's. I'm probably gonna get that tattooed somewhere. I don't somewhere. know where. Somewhere, that's gotta go somewhere <laughs> on there. That's a good yeah. one. Oh, I mean, to be, yeah, to be able to observe without judgment, because everything in society tells you to judge everything from what you watch on TV to what you see to what their I- idealism of beauty is, or what is supposed to be happiness, or what is supposed to be right or wrong, or what's supposed to be success. You know what I'm saying? You look at all those things, it's all about judgment. And to be able to walk outside or go to the mall or whatever you do and literally go 24 hours without judging something, Mm. you know how hard that would be? That would be really hard. Yeah, because you, that is is our conditioning is to, because, you know, and it's funny because I feel like there is a place for discernment and I feel like discernment and judgment, the lines get blurred because we are taught to discern what is safe and what is not safe. And a lot of times that bleeds into judging other things which are completely unnecessary. Right. You know, because there is the very base thing, which which is one thing I really, really love about um, Buddhism and I believe maybe even Taoism. I've been trying to read all the things because I really do love a lot of the more ancient um, uh, religions and their connection with with the self and source and this draw into the quiet self and the most base self and to really only utilize what you absolutely necessarily need like you know and and a lot of that is very little we we you know in in buddhist religion there's this there's this part where you reach samadhi that you you don't even need breath anymore like you get to a place in meditation where you breathe so shallow that you only take maybe a breath or two or something like that an hour or or less than that it is because you've reached this state of higher consciousness where you don't need it to contain the container. And it is by living in the most meekest sense where you're only, you, you know, you're getting your base needs met and that's all that you really pertain to. And a lot of times 
especially now with all the things that we have, you know, all of these, these things that make life easy, you know, it's, or it just complicates and blurs the lines of safe versus unsafe, what's need versus want. And it's, it makes it challenging for us to not look at what is my base need in this sense? And when am I just judging? And when am I judging somebody else? Because, and why, why, why does it matter what I think about what this person is doing or wearing or looking or saying? Because in the grand scheme of things, are my needs met? Am I getting what it is that I need in this situation? And what is this, does it matter really what my judgment from my ego is telling me about this person? And I mean, a lot of times it just doesn't, it never does. It never matters, you know? And I think the root is yourself. Like if you, if you don't love yourself, if you're not happy with yourself, if you're not operating in that type of space, then that opens up the opportunity for more judgment because you're constantly comparing yourself, Mm -hmm. constantly comparing yourself with the outside world, or even judging to the point that that's your only means of satisfaction. Like that's the only thing that makes you feel good is when you're judging someone else Mm -hmm. because, oh, at least that's not me. Oh, look at that person. They, you know, they, why are they doing it that way? I wouldn't do that. Or, oh, they're struggling. That makes me feel better. Oh, I'm going to, this on the kind of car that you drive to make myself feel better. You know what I'm saying? So it all, it all always goes back to the root core of yourself. You have self-worth, you have self-love, then you'll see yourself judging a lot less because all of that, everything outside of you doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And it's, it makes you feel more connected to those people because instead of looking at them and saying, man, I wouldn't have worn that or I wouldn't have said anything, you know what I mean? (laughs) Then it it is a better way for you to be like, man, like I see myself in that person. And that is where I feel like you really do connect more because you're drawing connections with other people instead of drawing separation with other people. That's, 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 good. that's like, the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> also, dropping knowledge, dropping knowledge, dropping the mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got to say that I absolutely love that you're a Libra because I love Libras. Most of the people yeah. that I'm like super like, just the bestest people. I'm just like, mm, you're a Libra. That's why you're awesome. Yeah. I yeah. gotta admit, Libras are pretty dope. <laughs> you know, my Straight five-year-old out. autistic kiddo, she's a Libra. That's what's up. That's I know. Beautiful. I yeah. love it. And love she it. is one of the best listeners because I'm telling you right now, once, once the floodgates open and she's able to like really speak what's going on in this noggin of hers, it is going to blow my mind. She's going to be like, look. Oh, yeah. All that stuff you've been I, I, telling me. I have no doubt about that. That's, oh, my that's 100% it's, true. It's going to be for reals. <laughs> <laughs> for reals. Yeah. So, yeah. RL, where are you right now? You're central. So, where is central for you? I am in Texas in a little town called Gunner. G- so I know where I'm- Gunner is. What? I really? do. I do. I know where Gunner is. That's like one of the few places. <laughs> How do you know where Gunner? Out of all the places, you know where Gunner is? Oh wow. 
I know. That's interesting. I know. Well, I'm full of that. See, that's that's the universe, though. Like right. How, who would have thought I'd get on a podcast? But where where you at? You're Pacific, so yeah. Cali. California. Okay. Yeah. So you're in Cali. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, you know about a town. You get someone on the show in a town with like a thousand people in it. You know. So, well, I you know am in an at. equal situation. My town is really small. I live in Oakley. A lot of people think that it's Oakland, but it's not. It's Oakley. like Oakley. Okay. Yes. So, you know, it's funny. The guy that I talked to recently is also in Texas. And okay. oh, where is he at? I can't remember where he's at. What did he say he was? I bet you the, all my listeners are like, he's from here. That's what he said last yeah, time. And my right. freaking brain sometimes just sucks. <laughs> Dallas area, Houston area, San Antonio. Mm, I don't think he said any of those places. He's, Amarillo. Texas is there. <laughs> it, it is a big, big state. I only went through the yeah. top part, and like driving, and that was a lot. Yeah. We stopped in Amarillo, yeah. and that was like... Yeah. <laughs> it, it, we didn't shout, see. Out, shout out to all my people in Amarillo. Yeah, they're like, don't hate on Amarillo, Lorelai. Right? You don't even know. You were there for like maybe 10 hours or something like that. Right. You're right. Yeah, they, got a, they got a couple of good gas stations out there. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? They got good gas stations. <laughs> all right. So where can people find you, RL? a great question um okay so for me i have a podcast myself it's minds like minds uh podcast you can find on all streaming uh services we're about to start our third uh season and lorelei i would love to have you on as well yes i rarely get it i'm so excited yeah for sure um but i'm about i'm about to launch my own streaming platform called akasha flicks and how that kind of spawned was i'm a free thinker as you can see from my t-shirt yeah um that is a minds like minds t-shirt you can catch up get them on the website if y'all want uh yeah um, i'm gonna get mine there you go there you go um but anyways like i'm a free thinker so i speak my mind i'm a truth seeker and i got a little extra truthful and basically got my videos taken down from youtube right like i said on my youtube page but they stopped posting my new stuff so I came to the realization, like, look, I'm, it's, it's just like anything else in society. I'm not going to let anybody stop me from doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what? I'm going to create my own platform. Right? So I've created my own streaming platform called Akasha Flicks, and it will be launching sometime this fall, and it's going to have all conscious creator content on it, um, a su- subscription-based. It's going to have the Minds Like Minds podcast. I also have a... Product, uh, produced show called The Lounge, which is like Minds Like Minds, but in-house guests that will be in. And we have a number of, a plethora of other shows and, and other content creators, conscious content creators that are on board already. So be out on the lookout for that. And as far as social media, you can just follow me anywhere at RL Malpica. Um, M-A-L-P-I-C-A. Malpica. Yes. Malpica. <laughs> Oh my God, this was the best conversation. Thank you for, thank you for agreeing to be on my show with me. Oh, I, no, thanks for reaching out. For yeah, sure. I was so excited. I was like, oh, yeah. it's almost like asking somebody to prom. I'm like, will you be on my show? <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, about, hey, I can't wait to have you on my show. I'm, I think it'll be an awesome conversation. And you'll get to meet my um, co-host, Sean, too. Yes. And um, 
I want to hear your story. Oh cool. yeah, I got I got a lot of them. So Sorry. many stories. <laughs> Thank you sure. again so much, and I'm so excited to get that T-shirt, and I'm so excited to talk to you again. Yeah, yeah. On your podcast, so yeah, I guess I'll close out here. <laughs> all right you guys so that concludes my interview today with rl malpica and be sure to check him out on his insta and on his youtube oh no not youtube channel because you said there's no youtube channel you have yeah i got some old stuff on there but let's get you onto the new platform akasha flicks Akasha Flicks. Akasha Flicks. Check it so out. Is that the Akashic Records? Yes. Oop. And that's where I am living with my past life <laughs> stuff. That's all the things that I'd work See, we got, we got more to talk about. We got to do Oh, my God. So much more. <laughs> it's a little ridiculous, buddy. <laughs> all right, you guys. So be sure to check him out. Give him some love. And be sure to give Third Eye Lorelei some love. Make sure you subscribe yes. and like the podcast follow all the things and I love you guys and until we talk again next next week love and light to you all sounds great let's do it let's let's do it let's Let's make it it doesn't happen often for me I gotta tell you because I swear I am like the worst when it comes to audio stuff it's always like really quiet or really loud (laughs) (laughs) okay all right so let me see is there anything else that I need to put up here I don't I don't think so now I'm just gonna press record on this thing and then we'll start recording in progress I think that's the funniest thing when they start recording in progress. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's for like liability things, but whatever, it's still fun. That is perfect. I'm hearing you loud and clear. Okay, perfect. That's like the first time I've gotten like the audio, like good on the first. That's awesome. If you would like an intuitive tarot reading or a past life tarot reading, be sure to contact me at my website at www.thirdeyewithlorelei.com and third is spelled with a three R-D, not T-H-I-R-D. Or you can contact me on my Instagram account or on my Facebook account. You can DM me and we can set up some time to get your reading in as soon as possible. In-person reading is accepted at this time. Also, readings over Zoom are accepted. So make sure to contact me and let me know what you need, you guys. Love and light to you all.